Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And help me welcome our online campus if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're in a series called Prayerful. Everybody say prayerful. Your life needs to be full of prayer. Let me say this before I, I go any further. I haven't even know that prayer is a pretty important thing. And uh, I just want to encourage you that uh, as you come and go every week, I want to say this to you, after every service, after every service, we have a prayer team across the front. So you come in dealing with something, carrying a burden, don't carry it back out with you. Come in and, and let somebody pray with you. One of the most powerful promises we have in Scripture regarding prayer is the prayer of agreement to pray with one another. So I would uh, I encourage you to do that. And that's after, when is that? After every, after every service. Amen. Well, prayer is such an important part of our lives. And yet, what is the number one problem with praying? We don't. We don't. I think some of that may be that we've been, uh, things have been uh, misconveyed to us, at times modeled wrong for us. Uh, when I was in about sixth grade and our family, uh, we, get, we came to Christ and we're in church, uh, we were told at times that if you were worth your salt as a Christian, you prayed for hours every day. And I knew right then I was on the wrong bus, you know. And then throughout the years, I've heard different people pray and change their voice. And I thought, well, I'm not going to do that, you know. And so there's some misconceptions about prayer that it's too hard. It's only for some. You have to do it certain ways. And prayer, I want you to know, is a very user-friendly system uh, that God has set up for us. Amen? So we're going to dive into some, uh, some aspects of prayer that I think sometimes aren't talked about enough. And I, I think they're game changers. Now, we're, this is just a three-week series, and we're in week two of this. Um, there's a lot more to be said on prayer, and I just want to tell you in recent history, uh, some of the series, and these are available to you online. You can go to the archives. They're there. You can watch them, listen to them, or, or get notes on them. Uh, we did a series called The Power of Prayer, six weeks on that. Just a little while ago, we did a series called Extraordinary, and week three of that, we talked about some uh, aspects of prayer. And then we did a series called Pray for a Change uh, in, in not too long ago as well. All those are on there. Again, you can watch, you can listen, you can get notes. And I believe that will be help you because prayer is such a vital, vital part of our lives. Amen? Amen? Now, let me share with you where I started last week regarding Nehemiah uh, in the Old Testament. And Nehemiah um, was leading an effort to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem had been ransacked and the people had been taken into exile by Babylon. And uh, for over 100 years, Jerusalem, their beloved city, lay in, in ruins. And through the favor of God, the providence of God, and a burden that was on Nehemiah's heart, uh, he headed up this effort to rebuild these walls. As soon as they started, guess what? Opposition came, enemies came, harassers came. I mean, people who get right up close to their work and just, you know, criticize them, insult them, and so forth. And so here's what Nehemiah did. He said, he gathered them together and they prayed. Everybody say prayed. 
they prayed, which is a, an important thing. And then he also noticed, though, that the workers were tired. They were overwhelmed. And part of that was because their crane was broken. Y'all, y'all in the same time zone as I am right now? Okay, just making sure you're here. This was truly some heavy lifting, hard work, and they were overwhelmed with the work. They were discouraged by all the harassment and insults that were going on. And so uh, they had prayed, and guess what? God moved and God exposed and frustrated the plans of their enemy and gave Nehemiah a strategy And through all of that together, they were able to finish this overwhelming job in 52 days. Pretty pretty incredible. Well, part of that strategy was that that God gave to Nehemiah was that as they did the work, each one was to have a weapon in one hand and a tool in the other hand. And so I want to uh, present prayer as both a weapon and a tool. We have an enemy, a spiritual enemy, uh, we're in a spiritual battle, and so we need spiritual weapons as well. We need help and strength that is spiritual beyond just what we can muster up. Are, are you with me? So that's where prayer, and we spent time on that last week. And today I want to look at prayer as a tool. Prayer as a tool. Now, you use a weapon for war, but you use a tool to build something. You use a tool to maintain something. You use a tool to repair something. So this could be everything from a project, some kind of undertaking, something you want to accomplish. We can use prayer to help us with that. It could also mean something that just uh, is is a problem in our life or something that we want to make sure is maintained in our life. It is important that we understand and use prayer uh, as a tool. So realize this and remember this today. I pray this will just dawn on you afresh and anew that prayer is an incredible privilege that you have and I have. Prayer is not just for some people. Is the church here? Okay. Prayer is not just for some people. You know, it's for us. Jesus made a way, a new and living way, so that you and I, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you, all of us could come. And and the the prerequisite is not 12 days of of all good attitude. Anybody glad about that? Anybody ever had an attitude? (laughs) All right, thank you. But he said this. He said, come boldly, come freely. I've made a new and living way that you can come right to the throne of grace to obtain mercy for your faults and failures and find grace to help you in your time of need. That in no way implies get it all together and then you can come to God. It says we got a lot going on, you better get to God. And so we have this incredible privilege of prayer. Not only is it a privilege, it's powerful. Everybody say powerful. It's powerful. This is the game changer, prayer, that we're able to connect with almighty God. And he's not only almighty God, guess what? He's our heavenly father. And as almighty God, he's able to do all. As heavenly father, he cares. And he's uh, informed and wants to be involved in our lives in prayer Uh, makes that connection for us. Amen. So again, the number one problem with praying is we don't. So we need to make sure that we do. And we are to pray, of course, for one another. That's an important thing that we pray for one another. And uh, I I read a story just recently about a little boy. For the story, we'll just call him 
um, Timmy. And his mom is very, very sick with the flu. So he calls a, a pastor of a church and he said, hey, my mom is very sick with the flu. We don't go to your church. We go to another church. But I was wondering if you could come over and pray for my mom. And he said, well, um, of course, I'd be glad to pray for her, but why don't you call your own pastor? And he said, well, we didn't want to take a chance of our pastor getting sick with what mom has. <laughs> now, that really has nothing to do with the sermon, but I love the joke and I wanted to share it. So that was free. That was free, yeah. Um, so often in ministry, people say, hey, Pastor, I'm going through this and dealing with this. And, and uh, on occasion, I'll ask people, I'll say, because you can kind of tell, I'll say, have you prayed about this? And usually when I'm prompted to ask if they prayed about it, they go, mm, no. And my, the thought that runs through my mind, okay, you got a problem and you forfeited the, the privilege of prayer and then you come and ask me <laughs> to do something. And so the Bible tells us in James chapter 5, watch this. James 5, 13, it says, is anyone among you suffering? Let me just ask you all, any, anyone here today suffering? This word means you're going through some tough stuff, being ill-treated, experiencing evil, something's going south in your life. Is anyone among us suffering? Well, of course we should pray for one another, but what? look what this says here. It says what? Let him pray. Let her pray. Uh, let me go ahead and tell you this. You pray for you. We're always glad to pray for one another. We should always be ready, willing uh, to pray for one another. But it is absolutely vital that you pray for you. Tell your neighbor real quick. You pray for you. Amen. Look with me in uh, Philippians chapter 4. And this will touch back into last week and launch us this week as well. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Look what happens. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Anybody glad that's in the Bible this morning? Amen. Now... Here's the takeaway. Handle every situation with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Say it with me. Handle every situation with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, prayer has to do with the approach. Supplication has to do with the ask, the request. And thanksgiving is always... So we approach God with what? With what? With what we're worried about, with what we're anxious about. When you start to get worried, anxious, dread rising up in you, you're, that's the signal, that's the alarm, that's your clue, that's your cue that you need to pray about this. Handle every situation with prayer. That's your approach, supplication, that's the ask, and always with thanksgiving. Now, prayer is a weapon and prayer as a tool. We're building something. We're maintaining something. You know, we're building, for example, a, a project, something we're undertaking. We're launching an East Campus. You know, I don't want to do that. Just we've got a plan. 
uh, it's funded, we got a place, we got some people. I don't want to do it that way. I, I want to do it with the power and the help of God. And so we need to ask God, and we've been asking God. And so the, the tool to build, the tool to accomplish something for your business, for, for whatever you're undertaking that you want to accomplish, use prayer as a powerful tool. Then we have things that need to be maintained. We have relationships and marriages and, and, and our, our finances, our health, things that are maintained. Use prayer in that way. And then we have a lot of things that need to be repaired. Even things that need to be rebuilt in our lives. And we use prayer also as a, as a tool in that way. Look with me, if you will, in Isaiah 37. This is incredible here. There's King Hezekiah, and he's a good and godly king over Israel. And um, uh, nearby is a, the king of Assyria, and he's the bad guy, okay? And so Assyria is large and in charge, massive armies. They're, they're pagan they're just running over other folks. They're defying and blaspheming the God that Hezekiah and his people serve. And watch this. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers, and he read it. How many of you have ever got bad news before? Come on, it can't just be the front row. How many of you ever got bad news before? How many of you ever been afraid of your mailbox before? You know? You know. Or check your inbox or your voicemail or whatever it would be, you know. And so, you know, don't live in dread. But he received the letter, a threatening letter. And I want you to see what he did. He read it. And then he went up to the temple of the Lord. Good move. He went to the presence of God. And watch this. And spread it out before the Lord. Look at me this morning. You need to take what's going on in your life and you need to spread it out before the Lord. I mean, you need to say, God, here's what's going on. Here's, here's what I did, but here's what they did. And I didn't do anything, but they said that. And I don't know why this isn't working out and, and this and look at that. And I have no idea what. And lay it out. Spread it out before the Lord. Come on, everybody say, spread it out. You need, you need to just get before God just like Hezekiah did. Instead, what do we do? We wander around. We call our three friends. Some of y'all are saying, I wish I had three friends. <laughs> Let that be your prayer and supplication. But I'm telling you, what this speaks to me. Is you take it before God, spread it out before the Lord. Come on. You need to get by yourself. And whatever that looks like for you, you just need to, God, here it is. And we have gone to the doctor and this and that and still nothing and this and that. And I have tried and... God, I'm just laying out in front of you. I prayed for 11 years on this, and, and God is, but I'm laying it out in front of you again. Just lay it out, spread it out before the Lord. Look with me in verse 15. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, and I want you to watch carefully his approach, okay? Here's his approach. Jesus, Jesus, please help me, Jesus. <laughs> How many of you know that's the way we pray a lot of times? And if I nailed an impersonation of you, it was not intentional. <laughs> Watch this. And I imagine he has this booming voice of this king. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. In my mind's eye, 
It's kind of like, here's the problem. And as he starts to just declare, Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, I just see that as we magnify the Lord and give him his rightful view, it seems to shrink our problems back down to size. Amen? And I love... I just sense an intentionality about this, that he took his time. Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all the kingdoms of the earth, and you have made heaven and earth. And then he offers this prayer. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, Lord, and see. And look down in verse 20. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, Lord, are the only God. He said, Lord, help us. He didn't tell the Lord how to do it. How many of you know sometimes we have some good ideas on how God should take care of that? (laughs) All right, Lord, I got a great idea where you could really fix this up. And we're better to leave it to him. Amen. Amen. Now, all that taken together, here's here's what I want you to see. And the Lord did take care of it. Here's the first thing. We're just going to slide into two things today. First one is this. Take your time. Take your time. Everybody say it. Take your time. Prayer does not always need to take a long time. There there are different times and seasons where it takes a long time. You know, I don't believe that prayer has to take hours and hours every day. That might disappoint you today and you'd say, Oh, Pastor, I thought you prayed hours and hours every day. No, I don't. Some days I do. But not every day. And so there's different types of prayer and different seasons of prayer. But prayer doesn't always take a long time. And if you make prayer cumbersome, and if you make it complex, you'll be fired up for day one and then day two, and then by day three, you're like, oh, I don't want to do all that. And that's just kind of human nature. And God didn't set it up that we have to do it that way. And so you don't even have to pray an hour. Jesus didn't say pray an hour. He said, just hang with me while I pray for an hour. And in the Garden of Gethsemane. But take your time. Everybody say, take your time. So prayer doesn't have to be long, but this is the thing. But make sure that you take enough time. Make sure that you take enough time that you don't just rush in and rush out. Jesus is all messed up. I need you to fix it. I got to go. <laughs> or we don't even bring it up. You're good. Muslim missionaries. Thanks. You know, we need to take our time. Time for what? Time to approach God like Hezekiah did. And time to spread it out before the Lord. We need to just kind of take our time to do this. Especially on our approach. And especially on how we present what it is that's on our heart. Now get this. It's not prayer that you need. It's God that you need. And prayer connects you with God. I'm going to say it again. It's not prayer that you need. It's God that you need. And prayer connects you with God. See, sometimes I got to pray. Pastor's telling us again, I got to pray. Pray. It's not prayer. It's not just prayer for prayer's sake. It's prayer that connects you with God because God is is what you need. And God makes the difference. You get that? Say amen if you get that. Now, we we have different things happening in prayer. We have, and I hesitate to call it this, but we have regular prayer. We pray over our meals. You do, right? You do pray over your food, pray over over your meals. Uh, 
we pray when you go to bed? Do you pray when you go to bed? Do you pray when you start a trip uh, around here? You may not have this opportunity at your workplace, but I pray before meetings. I always do. I want, I want the wisdom of God. I want us to, you know, get what God has for us. And so pray. Those prayers are kind of regular, but any prayer that kind of has the same content from, from day to day like that, make sure that you keep your heart in it. Never allow a prayer to just become mindless, that you're not thinking about it. You know, you just kind of can do it by rote, by memory. Don't do that. Don't do that. And we'll, we'll see something on that in just a moment. So we not only have regular prayer, then we have pressing prayer. This is, this is the bigger things. This is the things you're trying to build, the endeavors you're trying to accomplish, that project that you're on. This is the problem that you're dealing with. This is the opposition you might be facing. This might be the need that you're having, the question that you don't have an answer to, and that requires more time. So a regular prayer typically could be kind of quick. How many of you know it kind of bothers you when you're hungry and it's Thanksgiving feast and Uncle Edgar's got to pray for everybody, you know, for, for 17 minutes, you know? Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. Uh, but then we have other times where we need to take our time in prayer, those more pressing things. And take your time. Say it again. Take your time. You take your time for a number of things. And let me kind of point these out to you. You take your time so that you can gather a sense that God is listening. You need to take your time and gather a remembrance and a realization of who you're, who you're going to be connecting with. That this is the almighty God, that I have a privilege now to connect with almighty God. Look in Jeremiah chapter 32. Ah, Lord God, behold, very intentional approach there. You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Well, look at this. There's nothing too hard for you. How many of you know that'll help you on your approach to prayer to realize, you know, this is, this is God. He made, he made heaven and earth. He made heaven and earth. I got a B minus on my science project. He made heaven and earth. And there's nothing too hard for him. Take your time also so you can gain focus. So you can work your way past the, the veil, the curtains of, of your flesh and of your emotions. To let your emotions get settled and quiet. That you can get past your busy running mind. You know, a lot of our efforts at prayer are thwarted because we don't take enough time to settle down. And let our emotions just kind of arrive at a good place. And let our minds kind of grind to a halt or coast to a halt. So that we can really focus on over there. Take your time. Again, say take your time. It's also time for us to, to make sure that our hearts are really connecting with God's hearts and heart. And our minds are connecting with God's mind. Look with me in Matthew chapter 15. Jesus said, quoting from Isaiah, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me and in vain they worship me. If it applies to worship, it would apply to prayer as well. And it's this, if my heart is not in it, my words are a waste. I said, if my heart is not in it, my words are a waste. You know, it's been, it's been said that your heart cannot be in what your mind is not on. So you need to allow the time, take the time so you can 
allow your thoughts and your mind to get on something, then you can direct your heart into prayer. So many, so many prayers have just been cut short because we didn't allow that to happen. Well, I guess it's not a good time to pray. And then we're off, we're off again. And just take your time. Say it again. I know I had you say it, but say, take your time. It's also a time to gather and release your faith. And also this is the time where you process, where you process so that saying something like, I'm either up or I'm getting up. We say that around here. Come on, say it with me. I'm either up or I'm getting up. You don't want that to just be a faith declaration. It's a great declaration. That's better than saying, I'm down and I just stay down. Nothing goes right for me. I just stay down. I'm expecting something bad now. Just stay down. I'll just duck. You know, no. Look at me. I'm going to say this for me. I'm either up or I'm getting up. Now, you can't just say that. You got to process that somewhere and connect with God. And this is the place. Take your time. Work this thing out. Process this in prayer with the greatness of God and the issue that you might be dealing with. And then you can really say, I'm either up or I'm getting up. Amen. If we've got a shot at becoming more and more happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, there has to be. You're going to have to take some time and process all that out in prayer. Amen. So take your time. The next one is this. Pray the word. Pray the word. Come on, everybody read that. Pray the word. What word, pastor? What word? God's word. What in particular? God's word. His promises. His promises. By one count, there are 8,810 promises in God's word. You ready for this? Look at me. For every problem, there is a promise. Throw a problem at me, not right now. But either directly addressed or by principle. I don't care what it would be. For every problem, say it with me. For every problem, there is a promise. So pray the word. Yeah, what I need to do is pray the word. I need to take those promises. I need to take what God has said in his word. Here, don't miss this. Don't miss this. There needs to be a whole lot of you said in your prayers. Needs a whole lot of, Lord, you said, for example, when you lie down at night, Lord, you, you said that we could lie down in peace and sleep and you give us sweet dreams and sweet sleep and we could go to sleep because you who watch over us neither slumber nor sleep and you will sustain us and I will wake in the morning and I will rise again because you also said that your mercies are new every morning and that you'll be with me and you said I got some big things coming up today, Lord. And you said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me this. You said that. So I'm believing today that you will strengthen me so that I'm able to do that. And you said that no weapon formed against me would prosper. And every tongue that would rise up against me in judgment as my heritage, as a servant of the Lord, I could condemn that and say not so. You said you would perfect that which concerns me. You said that if I, if I would trust in you and not lean on my own understanding, but in all my ways acknowledge you, that you 
you would make my path straight, that you said you would order my steps, and you said that if I would fall, I would not be cast down, but that you would pick me back up again and again and again. And and you said that if I would confess my sins, that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And so I confess to you this... And you are faithful and you are just. So therefore, I am forgiven and I am cleansed because you said the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses me from all sin. And you said that you would renew a right and steadfast spirit in me. And you said you would restore the joy of salvation in my life. You said... I don't want a prayer and you don't need a prayer that you just kind of come up with your little whatever. There needs to be a whole lot of you said. And that's going to require that you get into your Bible. Great. Now he wants us to pray and now I got to read the Bible. (laughs) But it's not just for prayer for prayer's sake. And it's not just so I read the Bible for the, for the Bible's sake. Are you hearing me? This connects us all so that you let the word form you so that the word can inform your prayers. Look in John chapter 15. I feel something. John chapter 15, Jesus is talking. He says, if you, if you own a Bible and have a Bible app on your phone, know what he's saying. If you abide in me, remain, continue, stay in me, live in me, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Why? Why? Hold on, hold on. You're you're taking up all my time. Thank you, but why? Because the word is forming you, even forming and reforming your desires. So now you pray in line with his desire and it shall be done for you. Look in 1 John chapter, chapter 5. We're almost done. This is the confidence. That's a big missing key in a lot of people's prayer life. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, his word, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we've asked of him. That's, this sounds to me like success in prayer. And confidence in prayer. Why? Because we're asking what lines up with his will. And we find that in his word. Pray his word. Let the word form you and reform you so that prayer will inform your prayers. And now you're, uh, so the word will inform your prayers and you connect to God. And he's, he, he's free to answer that prayer. You cannot ask him to do something apart from his will. God, if you'll really help me to get back at these people. God, I know it's wrong, but please protect me as I rob the bank and give me, help me to get a good clean getaway. He's not going to help you with that. He's going to give you a good roommate in jail. Can't do that. You know, the Bible, God's word is like, it's, it's like the catalog. It's like the menu. You order from there. Can you imagine pulling up to Burger Place drive-through? Hey, can I help you today? 
Yeah, I want some firewood. I need two new tires and a hat. Y'all got any hats back there? Guess what? You're not going to get that at a burger place. Why? It's not on the menu. But I'm telling you, order on the menu, and God's never out of anything. Okay, it is, it is always fresh and ready. Amen. So take your time. Everybody say, take your time. And pray the word. We have a resource for you. Let me show this to you real quick. Scriptures for Living in Freedom. Some of our care pastors put this together. You can go to NBCOcala.com forward slash freedom. NBCOcala.com forward slash freedom. This is about uh, 15, 16 pages of promises out of God's Word. They're, they're categorized. And one of the ways that you can use them, if you're dealing with whatever it would be, let's just say finances. Find what God said about that. And then you can go to God and say, God, you, you said. Now, you need to do the part that he tells you to do, but, but pray the word. Pray the word, and that would be a, a great resource for you. There's, there's plenty more that you could get a hold of, and we've got that one ready for you. So take your time. Everybody say, take your time. Especially on your approach, especially on spreading it all out before God, and then pray the word. Everybody say, pray the word. And that sets you up for a powerful, soul-charging faith-building, game-changing encounter with the Almighty God, who's your Heavenly Father. And I'll just finish with this today. Prayer's not what you need. God's what you need. And prayer connects you with God. And that, that's what makes the difference. Amen? Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. Thank you, Lord. Real quick, every head bowed, every eye closed, please, no moving about. Just these last couple minutes. Everybody needs a Savior. There's a whole lot of religions, but there's only one Savior. And he is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And God so loved the world that he sent his only Son to die for our sins. And whoever would believe in him, whoever would receive him, would not be condemned. They'd have eternal life. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Jesus loves you. Jesus gave himself for you. And Jesus is standing at the door of your heart knocking. And all you have to do is Open that door, so to speak. Accept him. Ask him into your life. Ask him into your now. Ask him into your eternity. He'll not turn you away. And if you've never done that, I want, I want to help you to do that by way of a very simple prayer in just a moment. Others of you, you've received the Lord, but today you have to be honest. You'd say, I'm not where I need to be. I need to get some things right with the Lord. And guess what? He's so quick to forgive. So if that would be you, heads bowed, eyes closed, if either one of those would be you, and you'd say, Pastor, today I want to open my heart. I want to receive Jesus, or I need to get some things right with the Lord. If either one of those would be you, nobody's looking around, but if that would be you, just slip your hand. Just go ahead, unashamed. Go ahead and lift your hand up right where you are right now, good and high. Keep your hand up just for a moment. Ushers are going to come to you. Don't let this disturb you or anything else. They're just going to put a card in your hand. I'll tell you about the card in a minute. The right thing right now is just get your hand up. 
Okay, and they're going to make their way to you. Ushers, move as quick as you can, okay? All right, forget about the card right now, and everybody just pray this prayer with me right now. Father God, thank you that you loved me. Thank you that you sent your son for me. Jesus, I receive you today as my Savior, as my Lord, in my heart, in my life, and for my eternity. Forgive me of my sins. Bring me into the family of God. Help me in this life and give me a home in heaven forever. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now look at me real quick. If you prayed that prayer, if you didn't get a card, just keep your hand up. I'll tell you about the card in just a moment. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your heart, it counts. God heard it. Your sins are forgiven. You're in the family of God. I've had people from time to time push back on that. Shouldn't it be harder than that? You need to make it harder than that. Listen, it it wasn't the work that we did. It's what Jesus did. And it's a matter of us accepting what Jesus did. Now the work does begin a little bit in that you now are in a relationship with God and you need to walk in that relationship with God. That's what the card is about. If you lifted your hand and got the card, take the card. If you didn't get the card, we can get you a card on your way out. Please just do this. It won't take you just a minute to do it. There's a little bit of information we're asking for you there. The only purpose for that information we're going to use is to get some information back to you. We don't want anything from you. We just want to help you to take those next steps in your relationship with God. You'll be so glad that you did. I'm proud of you for making that decision today and keep walking it out. Don't let it stop with just a prayer I did at church. Walk that out and that's what that information's for. So fill out the card. There'll be ushers at the door. You can drop them off with them. Uh, If you didn't get a card, they have cards and they'll give you one there and they're not going to embarrass you in any way. Um, We just want to make sure that we can connect with you in some way to get that information to you. It's been a good morning. Let's all stand together. Father, thank you for your people. I pronounce your blessing, your favor, your peace on their lives. I pray that you bless whatever they set their hand to do. And wherever their feet shall trod, give them dominion. Surround them with favor like a shield. I pronounce your peace to every dwelling and every gathering. And Spirit of the living God, call us to prayer. Remind us of these things regarding prayer. And I thank you for what you're going to do. Show yourself strong. Bless your people now in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen Amen. and amen. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.